Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Uh, We finally got a whatever Wednesday, March 2nd, here in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is Drive Time Lincoln on KLIN 1499.3. I am Commander Jack Riggins. Truth, Justice, the American Way, the People's Platform. And producing the show, as always, is Johnny Cadillac. Uh, Yeah, we're in the seat. Uh, A lot going on, of course. Uh, We haven't had, I feel like we haven't had a Whatever Wednesday for a very, very long time. So I'll remind you, that means open calls, open text line, call in on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Whatever's on your mind, Lincoln and Lancaster County, people out in the state, however you're listening, um, we'll take it on. We'll talk about it. We'll throw some opinions out there, maybe some facts if it requires facts. Um, there's, you know, it's just when you're chasing the news and doing, uh, you know, uh, sort of investigative reporting. People have been calling me that. I, I don't necessarily feel that I'm an investigative reporter. I, I'm a concerned citizen uh, of the United States of America and the state of Nebraska and, and Lincoln, Lancaster County, where I live. Um, so, you know, I try to find issues that are, are on the minds of the vast majority of people and, and get them out there and kick them around. And there just seems like a lot. I mean, uh, you know, as I pencil down before the show, you know, as I prep, as we call it in the business, I I think of uh, clearly the State of the Union address, if you want to talk national, which uh, if you're going to talk about the State of the Union address, then you're going to have to go international and you're going to have to probably uh, talk about Ukraine and what's going on over there in uh, Eastern Europe. A lot of you have emailed me, uh, texted me. I, I'm I'm well aware of frustrations with the LPS hiring of the new uh, superintendent. Why? Because clearly it followed a similar pattern to our police chief hiring, and and there's there's reason to be suspect there. However, like the police chief. I will say that the concerns are valid, um, but we owe it to the new superintendent to get settled in and to take a look and evaluate um, and hopefully work with uh, the parents and the concerned citizens um, as education is not only today, but probably the rest of our lifetimes going to be a huge concern across our country and the Midwest. We won't get through the show without talking about fairness ordinance and the people of Lincoln speaking through Nebraska Family Alliance along with, uh, I know, the state GOP as well as the Lancaster County Republican Party uh, really mobilized a, a giant upswell of people to swat that down. Uh, so what does that mean to you and I? It means that the ball is now back in the city council court. Uh, We could talk about that. I will let you know I was at my first hearing for a bill today ever in this great republic democracy that we have. I testified as an opponent 
excuse me, as a proponent for LB859, which uh, would move a Lincoln-Lancaster County health director her ability, his, her ability to give directed health measures without the state approval. We are the only county in Nebraska that can do that. Um, I see no reason for good governance, governance and and ideas that uh, we just don't join in with the rest of the state and use all the great minds of the state to figure out these problems should they occur in the future. So anyway, it is whatever Wednesday. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline is open, 402-479-1400, or hit the text line. If you like the text line, you know that I will not leave the studio without getting back to you. Um, I might not always get it on air, but I will respond to you. So I can attest to that. The other day, when we left the studio Monday, or when we got the air on Monday, you said, Johnny, I'm in a hurry. I can't talk. I have... I got to reply to this text message, and then you spent the time replying to the texter, and then you went on to your plan. So, yes, I can attest. <laughs> you make sure the texters hear back from you. <laughs> well, you know, folks, I, I really do believe that uh, this is a people platform, and that's how I want the show to be structured so that we'll communicate. Um, I'm aware that a lot of you are going to agree on some things. Uh, many of you are not. Uh, but I I enjoy sitting. I think it's worth it. Um and sometimes I sit here a while and answer them, but it's good. It's good for us. It's good for uh, this city. Uh, let's go to Howdy on line one. Oh, tell me it isn't so. You don't trust this Democrat administration in the city? <laughs> well, I their, their, record, their record is well, a little suspect as far I, as... Uh, politically driven hyperpartisan decisions and way of trying to governance at least over the last two years that i can view say no more say no more <laughs> now i tried to watch last night with an open mind because he is fortunately or unfortunately our president hoping to hear a powerful speech that would bring america together in this world in this time and it was the biggest flop. I I just I don't know what's wrong with that guy. It's it's just pathetic. And he didn't do anything. The world is falling apart over there. He spends ten minutes on it, claiming he brought European together, and all he's doing is following. And he isn't even bothering to increase our oil production that even half the Democrats and the senator insisting on. And he's beholden to this green leftist garbage that he won't even do anything that he claims he's trying the hardest he can do. And he's just sitting out there blathering, trying to push through this huge spending bill, claiming it's going to stop inflation that any idiot knows government in spending increases equals inflation. I mean, it's been proven yeah. for centuries. Well, I uh, thanks for the call, <laughs> Howdy. It's ridiculous. This yeah. man needs to leave. Thanks this for the call. Fine. I was. I suspect there's a lot of Americans that kind of feel that way. Um, but, you know, I, I think, at least in my mind, I mean, Joe Biden is who we thought he was, is, you know, that old saying. I mean, he he clearly, you know, is not as spry as he used to be. Um, he He relies on, you know, reading from the teleprompter. He's no longer very good if he ever was at conversing with open questions and yes i will say this you will hear me say this if i if i change 
everybody call KLIN and tell them to fire me. Because I'm going to tell you, every time somebody is elected to one of these offices, whether it be our mayor, the president, uh, given what I've observed in our nation and in the city, they should work very hard to bring people together, right? Because we're kind of year after year diverging on a lot of issues. We're we're separating um, along societal lines for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I understand that we have our basis in politics, right? You know, politicians or obviously I, I do conservative talk radio. But when you get in the office, I, I think you have a responsibility to work very hard to try to unite the country, even if that means you have to go back on some of the promises that got you elected, because it's the greater good. And once again, there are events like change of command or change of leadership, something like the State of the Union. And what's been curious to me is a lot of Democratic leaders that I've observed are just doubling down on hyperpartisanship, and I don't understand what they're trying to get done. Um, and it's very frustrating, I think, just from an American's perspective. I think it's also very frustrating knowing that it's continuing to divide our country. And we see that right here locally with the fairness ordinance. That's a perfect example of the same type of governance and legislation just trying to be rammed down the people's throat. And I would really like leaders to look at kind of what we would call in the military a combat pause to reevaluate, you know, getting back together and representing the people, understanding that you have issues, you know, that you want to get across because your beliefs. Uh, but this lock, stock and barrel almost holding the American people hostage, uh, not only by words, but by actions is crazy. You know, Joe Biden mentioned infrastructure. Uh, <laughs> I had to laugh. I mean, he talked about roads and bridges. But each one of us has been just vaguely looking at this knows that a heck of a lot of that money is not earmarked for roads and bridges. It's earmarked for social infrastructure now i agree 100 percent. and you look at some of the folks locally here that have supported that yes we do need to spend money on our infrastructure yes we do need to have a 10-year plan um and to me that's more important than social infrastructure per- perception perceived things we need to do and spend trillions of taxpayers dollars um so he just spun that one. There was a lot of spinning, as there always is, no matter your political affiliation in a State of the Union address. But, um, yeah, there's not going to be much that moves the needle up there for me. Um, and, again, I'm focused on local. Uh, let's go to Christina online too. Hello, Jack. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I wanted to tell you I thought you did a great job today in, your, in the, talking about the bills. Yeah, and in SEAL Team, we'd say that was a case of beer. That's the first time I've done that. I've testi- testified, excuse me, at LPS on masks, uh, yeah. but I decided to up my game because I, f- I find if I go down there and, and participate in it, I understand it better and can relay it to yep. the people here on the show. Yes, I say that all the time. I'm like, people need to know how this works because there's a lot of people that think the legislature can do things that they can't do or they don't understand how a bill is made. And I'm like, listen to Schoolhouse Rock, you know. Yeah. But 
but yeah, I thought you did a great job. Well, thank I you. I thought it was interesting to see uh, Miss Lopez's stance on it because she was trying to defend what they've done, which I right. think there's A, no defense, and B, I think she's a lot closer with the mayor than she was trying to let on. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I would think that as well. Um, great call. I'm going to comment quite a bit on this. Thanks for the call, Christina. Bye. Yeah, so what Christina's talking about is LB859, uh, Senator Clements uh, has that going forth, and it was in hearing today, and essentially it would make it so that the Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Director, Pat Lopez in this case, um, could not just do a directed health measure because she deems that fit. Um, and aligning this county, this city, with the rest of the state. Okay, so I think that's an important thing Lincoln and Lancaster County folks need to understand. It doesn't matter how we got here. It's a legacy uh, law. But we are the only county that has this dynamic in play. And that is why we, she was able to pass the mandate um, and have it for so long, right, without anybody essentially challenging it. And... So clearly, I think that that's a good idea. Now, um, what's interesting, and I think the facts you should know uh, from at the hearing, is that five to one uh, written testimony in support of it, meaning, yes, get Lancaster County in line with the state. Five to one, folks. That's democracy. Five to one. Um in testimony, I sat through the entire thing. I testified myself. It was about the same, maybe four to one. Now, what was interesting was you can imagine uh, the state director was there, testified in favor of it, and gave his reasons, uh, talked about a, a whole of state approach, right? Opposed to kind of individual silos, you know, doing what they want. There was a lot of talk about the potential corruption of, of political nature involved when there's that much power to somebody. And there was also a lot of individual citizens of Lincoln and Lancaster County that testified, you know, what I like to call now the rebel Alliance. And just like the fairness ordinance, the other side again, had the Chinese and Russian dance team lobbyists lined up, you know, from doctors to, you know, think tanks to Pat Lopez herself, right? So their presentation to the senators was without a doubt much more, uh, you know, read, much more premeditated, and, you know, it had its points. But some of the things that I found interesting, and I'll tell you what I testified to was because people want to make the argument. Senator Kavanaugh, I believe she's from Omaha, wanted to keep talking about the science. See, that's not the right argument. This is about good governance and best practices to govern people. And you cannot lead people. You cannot be in charge or an elected official, say a governor or a mayor, and only follow one or the other. That's a fallacy. And that is certain to doom if you only follow science or you only follow politics, if those were your two choices. It's about governance. And... In the end of the day, if this was the right way to manage these crises, well, then our whole state would have that 
individual. We have found as a state it is best to have the centralized right knowledge with the nodes constantly communicating with the center, meaning the state, and making decisions collectively for all of us. And that's what this bill wants to create, so it's that way. And that makes sense to me. I don't think that state senators need to overthink it. I think they just need to look at it and go, okay, this kind of got exposed during COVID. Um, the people of Lincoln, it caused a lot of consternation. Um, and, and move forward and, and just get it passed. But what was so interesting is that if I'm a senator and I'm listening to the testimony, they made a point to ask Pat Lopez about whether or not the mayor was involved in any of this decision-making. And she said, absolutely not. No way. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So then I'm going to go back to my argument. Where in the Constitution of the United States and or anywhere does a non-elected official have the authority to tell me and you what to do? Right? So if the mayor had nothing to do with it and it was just Pat Lopez, I'll go back to... So if Pat Lopez, through her science and her team, decides that the left pinky needs to be cut off every kid to keep a monkey pox outbreak, by law, we got to do it. Does that make any sense, Lincoln? It makes zero sense. Politicians, doctors, everybody has to work together to solve these problems. It's best done at the state level in a state our size. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, text line's firing up. Uh, I'm going to say this real quick before we get to Dave. Uh, Richard is right. Hey, the city, we need to pony up money for this Star Transit thing. We need to get it fixed. We're not going to get grants. It's been going on too long. Let's prioritize our money, and let's get that thing fixed. Let's go to Dave on line three. Hey, Dave, you're on with the commander. Hey, Jack, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, I might be a little bit off topic today, but I uh, filled up with gas today. It suddenly costs $4.09 a gallon. Uh, As I understand it, we don't necessarily need the Keystone pipeline to solve our problems. If they were to uh, allow the existing uh, oil wells and what have you to pump it capacity, we could uh, not have to import oil from Russia and other countries. It's, it's being held back due to the Green New Deal and all that stuff. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, th- thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten ourselves into a kind of wacky situation, right, where we went from energy independence um, through whatever mechanism you want to say, right? Whether it's Keystone and all of that, you know, let's just, let's go right now. We had energy independence to where uh, now we purchase energy and, you know, whether it be because of trying to appease Green New Deal folks or whatever, you lose leverage when you don't have energy independence. And that leverage in this case has come back in a kind of weird, funky way as as Russia invades Ukraine and we're looking to how how are we going to deal and put leverage back on Russia uh, in this case. I'll talk about it more when we come back. 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln. 
Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, second segment here on a Whatever Wednesday. Feels like the first one in a month, so uh, Johnny Cadillac says I owe you two, maybe three, so we're going to make them up where we can, folks. Uh, Call line still open, 402-479-1400, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. The text line has been exploding. I'm going to cover some of these texts here in the second segment. Uh, But, yeah, the People's Platform, what's on your mind? Um, I will say this programming note, we will not have a DTL Friday because of Husker basketball, I believe. Um, But tomorrow we have Matt Anderson coming in from the Branch Dope Observatory. You know I have a fascination with... uh, astronomy and they've got some events coming up and i always enjoy when he comes in um lots of guests next week matt schulte running for county board um that's a three-person race with travis filings and deb shore um we've got jeff downing an attorney uh in town passionate about uh, the fairness ordinance he'll, he'll be in town ta- or he'll be on the show as well next week so we'll get some legal uh perspective on that uh roy christensen who's running for district 28 legislature uh, we'll be in Wednesday. And looking way out, you know, we're going to have uh, Justin Jehoda, who's running for school board in Norris. And uh, uh, a lot of people running for office. Uh, still got uh, Jim Pillen's camp trying to figure out a time to get Jim Pillen on here. I think that will cover most of the gubernatorial candidates. And uh, Robert Bora, Lincoln and uh, retired LFR uh, guy, just uh, announced for uh, Secretary of State. So that race is heating up. But I will say this. Um, and and texters have texted in, um, you know, thanks to all the citizens that have stepped up across Lincoln and Lancaster County, as well as up for state legislature, because we now have no races unopposed, um, you know, inside Lancaster County or up for our representatives of the state. And that's a good thing, folks. It is a good thing, um, whether conservatives are taking on conservatives or, you know, R's versus D's, independence, like the more people that get engaged in the process, in my opinion, the better. Uh, this I can say. We are paying more attention now um, than I think I, I've really ever seen. And I think that's a great thing. I know that's a great thing. So we'll continue to try to get people on, let them talk their platform. You know, if they return to the show, uh, we can ask them harder questions. Uh, it's nice to see that a lot of folks are tracking LB859, and clearly that's because of the special treatment we got here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And again, I think that in this case, um, it is wise that we synchronize with the rest of the state so that our health department can't basically be rogue and do what it wants. Now, opponents of that who want to keep it the way it is have brought some interesting questions to me um on the text line you know they've they've said hey you know shouldn't things be pushed down to the lowest level um what's the difference between school boards locally versus state school board uh richard and i who's a frequent caller had a great conversation off air as well same type theory here here's my thought folks is i Absolutely believe in general practice in our country that uh, local decisions is the way to go. Okay. I think the more we can do good governance, efficiency, transparency down at the local level, level, the better. When you talk about something that is a global pandemic, epidemic crisis, 
as well as a national, the decisions of how to make decisions that affect, you know, in our case, 300, 400,000 people require coordination with all the greatest minds in the state, right? They require everybody to be able to collaborate. And that think tank, that piece for us in this state is at the state level, okay? And there is no reason that any health director cannot coordinate in a timely fashion with state leaders to have an impact, right, because of the contiguous nature of which in eastern Nebraska we operate, okay? And simply get that done. The individual nature from the architecture that we are in and just lived through is about as bad as it can get. A non-elected official who has the power to tell you and I what to do. Anybody, go show me where that makes sense in, in our Constitution. On top of that, no teeth behind it. So it's recommendations. It's not something that's enforceable. And we all know that laws or decrees or mandates that aren't enforceable make no sense. It's a waste of everybody's time. So, excuse me. So in this case, when it comes to handling something at the level of what we just experienced, I think it's a good idea that there's synchronization across the state. Not to mention, remember, and we can debate the numbers all you want on both sides, there is no data to suggest, and Sandhills Global even wrote a letter to the city leaders, and they crunch data for a living, that mask mandates are effective. There's no data. Now, both sides are going to use that argument, but it's inconclusive is my point. We can both talk about that. And I'll, I'll say this about the hearing. You know, Pat Lopez used the number of, uh, uh, the unfortunate number of 400 and some deaths in Lincoln. And I'll go back to this. And a lot of you don't like when I make this argument. I'm going to guess there was about 400 or more deaths of cardiac disease. So, in the logical trail that we just lived through, Pat Lopez should absolutely outlaw the eating of certain foods that we know cause cardiac disease. And there's a litany of other things, right? I like my tobacco. I guess we can outlaw the use of tobacco because we know it causes cancer. Well, number one, I would never follow that law. Number two, it's unlawful to even think that, but I assume that risk. Just like I assume what I eat, and I assume this. So, nobody's going to admit they were wrong, and I don't need them to. I just need the state senators to do the right thing and get us in line with the rest of the state when it comes to directed health measures. Um, and there's room in there for that. Plain and simple. Oh, boy, the fairness ordinance, folks. 
the fairness ordinance. As you know, um, 18,000 plus signatures went up. That's almost double what the signatures were 10 years ago. Um, I have to give the guys credit in the morning show, uh, L&K Today, Jack and Caleb and the crew. Uh, they discussed it as well. Um, and they're right, meaning um, I texted in. Um, two things can happen now. First of all, let's recap. City Council passed at 5-0. Two did not vote. City Council will meet again next Monday, which I would assume this will be on the docket for a decision. And the people went out and got the 18,000 signatures, which is the city charter by law. So now the city, and you need to pay attention, only has by charter section, excuse me, Article 4, Section 23. Okay? Two things it can do. Totally repeal it, be done with it, or call a special election. Neither of those things has happened yet. So we the people have put this back in the city council. And this is going to be an interesting topic. Now, where am I disappointed in city leaders? For four weeks now, I've been reaching out to city leaders in the council. Uh, They don't want to come on air. They don't want to respond to me as a private citizen and just tell me their thoughts, whether they support it, whether they're against it, what are their reasons. Uh, That's disappointing to me. It's very disappointing. I don't know, Lincoln Lancaster County, if there's been a more controversial issue uh, since 10 years ago. And I think that that is just cowardice that city council members are not putting out statements to inform the people of their thoughts on this. Clearly, a vast majority of the people were against this ordinance. And so the question is, what will they do? Now, certainly, I am praying they will repeal because this people have spoken twice in a decade. But I don't know. I don't know any logical reason why they would go to a special election. I really can't think of one. And that's why it would be nice if elected officials used (laughs) social media, emails, television, radio, to come out and talk to us, the people they serve, again. Why you support it? I'm okay. If Sandra Washington wants to come on the show and talk about why she supports it, I'm all about it. I'll move heaven and earth for that to happen. I'm going to disagree with her, but I would like to know, and I think the citizens would like to know. I would really like to know why the conservative that I know on the council, Richard McGinnis, has gone dark and hasn't said anything. He's my district rep. Why? You can't provide a statement so that the people know that elected you and put you there? This is very interesting. I find this fascinating the lack of transparency going on around this issue. What I like is that the people have done their due diligence and got to work and got the 18,000 plus signatures again, thanks to Family Alliance for spearheading, but really thanks to the people of Lincoln. And make no mistake about it. I mean, people that care about this issue need to be prepared for a special election. And boy, that'll get dirty. 
I mean, can you think of just a more fun thing to get into as a city post-COVID, trying to return to normal, than let's have an argument about uh, super special privileges that we slapped down 10 years ago and was brought back right as the mass mandate was lifted? I mean, it, it's really uh, fascinating is what it is. It's really fascinating stuff. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, to, to all the city council folks, and of course the mayor, because you champion this, you're always welcome to come on the show and, and let us know why you feel so passionate about this and why you felt now was the right time right after COVID to try to get this through. Um, yeah, I mean, I would really like to know what you're discussing right now, pros and cons to repeal it or to push it to a special election. I don't know. You know, what do you think the odds are, Johnny, that that's going to happen, that we're going to have an elected official come on the show and talk about it? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're like, Commander Jack, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, no. (laughs) We can hope. (laughs) Yeah, we can hope. Well, we we can put the invite out there. You know, and I know some folks go back to, and I'll, I'll be honest, I did this as well with the Fairness Ordinance. Uh, I looked at the law first, and, you know, it. I can say this definitively. They did not break the law 10 years ago. Um, they just kind of held. And I've talked to several lawyers. I did, a, I did at least a segment or two on this a couple weeks back. Uh, they just kind of skirted it. They didn't break the law. They skirted it. it. It wouldn't be what I would call in the best interest of the people as an elected official, what the city council did. Um, but there were reasons Roy Christensen came on here and, and, and gave some background in the thought process. And, and I thought it made sense. Um, so, you know, in the end, we didn't have to do it, you know, 10 years ago to today. And so even if, you know, they had broken the law, the fact that it wasn't enacted, court wouldn't, you know, do anything about it. And here we are. And this is what's great is we are back into the law right now. And what we have to do, the people, is we have to ensure that now it either gets repealed or it goes to special election. Those are the only two choices by law. There's no other, let's just let it sit, right? I mean, if they decide to let it sit, well, then I would hope the people, and, I, you know, and I'll, I'll dedicate the entire show to mass recall. If they fail to govern at the city council and do what by law they need to do, then we need to recall every single one of them. So they have two choices, and that's what they are. We'll be covering it. My guess would be, be you know, next city council meeting, uh, there'll be a decision made. I don't believe there's been a decision. Um, <laughs> I had some fun with the morning crew. I thought that maybe they had some inside knowledge. Uh, they did not. Jack Mitchell made sure he broke that down uh, on the morning show. Um, and, in fact, you know, it's it's going to be one of two things, folks. Yeah, crazy. Tell you that for sure. I took a tour of uh, Sand Hills Global today, and I'll tell you what, what an impressive organization. I think most of us are familiar um, that they are a very successful and large uh, employer and business here in Lincoln, Nebraska. But their campus up in northeast Lincoln is just phenomenal. Uh, Phenomenal story of starting with print, moving to Lincoln, um, their passion for what they do, um, doing the right things, supporting the community, 
across a, a large swath of initiatives, you know, looking at, at how they've integrated green strategies, not only into their building, but their processes because it's the right thing to do, not because they've been forced to do it or not because of any uh, political intent, but just to keep being successful year after year after year. I was really impressed with them. I've been trying to go out and learn local businesses, um, you know, because local businesses are a huge part of this city. And you look at someone like Sandhills Global, who, you know, employs 900 folks, you know, multiply that by children, networking, you know, that's a big power player. And I thought that they did a heck of a thing for the citizens of Lincoln to use their resources and data and and, and say mask mandates aren't effective. Um, you know, that isn't lost on me and it shouldn't be lost on you that, you know, they took their company name and and made a stand. Um, and I'm proud of that. And it, it was uh, really appreciate uh, Jim and the crew out there giving me a tour and, uh, you know, look forward to being able to meet more business leaders and to get thoughts and concerns and, and get those on the air as well. Uh, closing up a whatever Wednesday here on KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, tomorrow on the show will be Matt Anderson from the uh, Branch Oak <clears throat> Observatory. Uh, we'll talk a lot about their programs and my fascination uh, with the heavens, with the stars. Astronomy, as we like to say. How many times am I going to mess that word up tomorrow? Australia. <laughs> and then I, I mess up just trying to, oh man, clear my throat while I'm trying to tease you. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you've got a lot of buttons and things back there you've got to push. Uh, Dave, if you're still listening, uh, due diligence. Yeah, when it comes to energy and oil, you know, I, I think, again, I'm not the president. It's not necessarily my expertise, so it's a, it's just Joe American opinion. I'm a big fan of energy independence. Uh, when you look across the globe at, at things that cause strife, things that cause uh, conflict and, and human suffering, uh, a lot of times resources and energy is, is a big piece of that, at least in, in the last century. Um, so we can be energy independent. I think we should be. I think there's a lot of benefits internally to that. I think it allows us to have more leverage internationally than less. And I think that the situation in Ukraine with Russia, as well as what may come next, um, because of our decisions over the last year to not be energy independent, has left us with not as many strings to pull to help, um, you know, free people and, and people around the world as, as we may think. I think it's weakened the United States' position. And let's be honest, we spent... 100, 150 years developing that independence, um, there's no reason we should give that away, or I have not heard a great reason for it. So, tomorrow, Matt Anderson, and we'll keep rolling with Drive Time Lincoln. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate all the text and the calls here on this Whatever Wednesday. So, uh, have a good night, folks, and we will see you tomorrow, 1499.3 KLIN.